Oh, geez, Rick. Another episode of Top of the List. Woody, 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 look at these guys, Dom, Dom, and, and RB, RB. They, they talk about what's, what their favorite shows are on uh, TV and, and movies. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> that was great. Well, for those of you who don't know, what are we reviewing this week, Dom? This week, we're going to be reviewing Rick and Morty, uh, Ryan's one of your probably your favorite TV show besides uh, was it King of the Hill? Yeah, yeah. Fa- definitely favorite King of the Hill and this are my two favorite animated shows. Definitely though top of my list for animated shows and television shows. Period. Um, but got Dom to watch this one, and yep. I, I think I mean unless I'm speaking for you, you were pleasantly surprised as well. Yeah, yeah, and we got a few house uh, housekeeping things to do here before we get into oh, our thoughts on Rick and Morty. Um, first of all, I'm coming at you guys one year older than I was in the last episode. 24 years old. We're not booing Dom there. We're booing his jersey. (laughs) (laughs) I picked this up, Ryan and uh, my family and I, we all went to uh, a Giants game over the weekend and I picked this jersey up, Buster Posey. Buster Posey jersey. That's what we're booing. That's what we're Buster Posey. Okay. (laughs) And uh, new Giants hat and uh, some other things that Ryan picked up for me. uh, As you guys can see here, Rick and Morty Trivial Pursuit. Zoom it in on the camera. There we go. There There we go. You can see that. And then, of course, Ryan gave me that for my birthday, as long as well as some Rick and Morty socks. Ryan's a really good gift giver. <laughs> I am not sure if you guys knew that, but Ryan gives really good gifts. I don't give really good gifts. I always get Ryan video games that he never plays. <laughs> I played The Last of Us, or uh, not Last of Us. What was the other one? Injustice. That Injustice, was that yeah. was my favorite gift that you gave me. That was a good one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so Rick and Morty socks. Ryan also got me some Avatar at Last Airbender socks. Which and- will be coming out once we finish up Legend of Korra. We'll be coming out you with an Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Legend of Korra all in one review super episode. Yep, that'll be awesome. Yep. And Ryan, you also got me a Karate Kid shirt, which yeah, is amazing. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Which also we got to see uh, some this past week, some news drop on the new uh, Cobra Kai season yeah looks like uh karate kid 3 is going to be a crucial watch for that season i don't know if you've seen it i have not but i can't remember the last time i saw it okay so we'll have to rewatch that one for sure like we rewatched karate kid part two yeah yeah absolutely and um before we get into rick and morty one final thing uh we don't want to do a full episode on a quiet place like we said at the end of last week's episode uh because of you know spoilers we want to give everybody time to go out and see it but we did want to give you guys our scores. We, we went and uh, Ryan watched uh, Quiet Place Part 1 uh, like last week some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And uh, then we went and saw Quiet Place Part 2 for my birthday over the weekend as well. And uh, we just want to give you guys our thoughts and opinions. Ryan, why don't you kick it off with your, uh, let's start with Quiet Place Part yeah. 1 score. Yeah, so Quiet Place Part 1, uh, definitely I'm not, like I said, I'm not a horror suspense guy, uh, film guy, but this to me, Unlike uh, unpopular opinion, but it just seemed like to me your run-of-the-mill suspense monster movie. Um, definitely kept my interest. The story, although vague, you know, like I said, kept me intrigued. I'll give it a six and a half out of ten. So a little bit better than okay, but I wouldn't quite give it good status. And what do you what do you think about the second one? Second one, I think. <laughs> I mean, very Better similar. Okay. I'm going to give it just a short tick below six out of 10. As Dom will tell you when we talk about different things, I like to overthink movies a lot. <laughs> and I was just nitpicking through these movie, through this movie, different things. I was like, this doesn't make sense. This makes the human race look so stupid. Uh, so I'm going to give that one a six out of 10. So six and a half for the first six out of 10 for the second. But once again, not my cup of tea, these horror suspense films. So those are pretty high scores from me. Okay. Right on. And um, 
I guess, should I give my Yeah, yeah, go right ahead, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, these are definitely my kind of movies. I remember going to see The First Quiet Place and being blown away. I went and saw it with, uh, I think, one of my friends in college. I went and saw it with him, and, man, it is an intense movie. You can't breathe throughout the entire film and make any noise at all, (laughs) hence A Quiet Place. Um, One of my favorite films of the year, and after seeing it multiple times now, one of my favorite films of all time. Um, not in my top 10 or maybe not even my top 20, but definitely a really, really amazing film in my book, at least not for everybody, but I would give the first one a nine and a half out of 10, not that perfect 10 out of 10, but definitely as close as you could possibly get to a perfect 10 out of 10. Um, one of my biggest reasons I give it a nine and a half instead of a 10 is I feel the ending is a bit abrupt and that's something that was the same for the second one for me. I felt like the second one picked up right where the first one left off and pulled off the same tricks as the first one and did so in a grand fashion. Um, didn't quite have the special feel. Uh, you know, it, the, it felt like you were experiencing something new the first time watching it in theaters. This one felt like a continuation of what we had already seen, just extrapolating on what we had already seen. And I'm fine with that. I wouldn't give it a higher score. It's not a better film than the first one, um, nor is it a extremely worse film than the first one. I'd say it's about the same level as the first one, if not just slightly less enjoyable, but still an amazing film. I'd give it a nine out of 10 instead of a nine and a half out of 10. Like, just like Ryan said, a half point shy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's our spoiler-free thoughts. Perfect. Um, definitely a recommend for me. Uh, suspense fan Ryan if you're not a, says if you're not a suspense fan still above average yeah I mean like I said you could go see this there are some top of the you know top of my list of suspense films like we've talked about Jurassic Park uh, mm-hmm. definitely number one on my list among suspense films as well as some of the the Hitchcock great Psycho uh, Rear Window um, just to name a few just didn't reach the highs of that for you correct yeah. correct the story wasn't as fleshed out but for those suspense fans, go see this one for sure. If you're not, maybe, you know, delve more into the story heavy suspense films like The Hitchcocks. Yeah, and going from a very serious sci-fi film to a very lighthearted, or I well, guess you could say, I guess crude and- Crude, I don't know that I would use lighthearted yeah. to describe Rick and Morty, but just a heads up before we dive right in, We'll be coming at you all episode with spoilers. So if you have not watched, we're going to go season by season. So you'll know where to pause. Um, But just so you know, there will be spoilers all throughout. We're going to come right out with them here. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, I think we should start with season one. Well, do we want to give our full show score? Do we want to go season by season and then finish up with Mm -hmm. our show score? What do you think? I think we should finish with the show score. Okay, then we'll dive right on into... Season one. Hopefully okay. you guys can see that. Yeah. Of our episode listing there. All 11 episodes of season one there. So um, correct me if I'm wrong. This one came out in 2013 or 14. I want to say 14. 14. I was in high okay. school. Season two, I was up my freshman year of college. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So 2014 around there. And, um, you know, the animation gets better with each season. That's one thing I noticed. Um, as far as the artistry goes, I want to say I at first I thought, you know, I said it at the beginning, I thought it was a bit crude. I definitely thought it was a bit crude. But as the show went on, it grew on me. I really enjoyed it. And um, there's a lot of great things that I, I wouldn't say that the pilot for season one is anything truly phenomenal. I wouldn't say that at all. What do you think? 
I think they hit it out of the park. Okay. I'm going to put it out there right now and say, I can pick one episode of these 11 that was not memorable. Okay. But I would not give any of these episodes with the exception of that one episode below an eight and a half out of 10. Uh, Below an eight out of 10. I'll say that. The pilot, you're right. It's like an eight out of 10. I just want to say about the pilot where it's not as thought provoking as some of the first episodes it's not it doesn't have as great of a story it just hits it out of the park because it's something so different from the uh, different animated shows we see though the one that people compare it to the most is futurama uh matt graining sort of side project futuristic simpsons as people will call it um but that's a really light-hearted show it's not really story heavy i think all of these episodes are pretty pretty story heavy yeah and can you maybe just set it up? Remind me, what was the, you know, for maybe people haven't yes. seen the show at this point, what's the kind of pilot premise that, or at least what happens in the pilot? Yeah, so the pilot is is Rick and Morty's first adventure, at least as we see it on screen. Uh, and it's, uh, it's definitely an episode where Rick takes Morty to go get these giant seeds. Um, That's right, yeah. And then, you know, we see that Rick doesn't get along with this galactic government. Uh, they go through this galactic mm-hmm. airport yeah. and the seeds are contraband. He asks Morty to, <laughs> to shove them up his butt yep. uh, to get through security and all uh, sorts of Morty's. Uh, more like all the super seeds. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, we get this and finally, you know. Omega seeds. Yeah. Mega seeds. That's yeah. it. And at the end, you know, uh, Beth and Jerry, Rick, uh, Morty's parents, uh, Rick's Morty or Rick is Morty's grandfather. I'd say that's it. You know, he needs to be going to school. And Morty, all of a sudden, he goes, look, he's getting smarter for my Avengers. And he starts saying really smart stuff. Yep. But then we find out it's just the super seed uh, dissolving into his bloodstream. And then after that, they said, oh, for the next 72 hours, he'll lose all motor functions. And he's spazzing out on the floor. That's how the episode cuts to an end. Yeah. And it gives you a perfect taste of what is to ensue in these next four yes. seasons. Yes. And um that's kind of my biggest flaw with this episode. It's okay. only a taste, a small taste of the potential this show has. But it's a pilot. But it's a pilot. I mean, they, they a, create this episode. In my understanding, yeah. and you may know more about the industry than yeah. I do, yeah. a pilot is created before any of the, these other episodes mm-hmm. to pitch. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they had to give people just a taste. A taste, yeah. Yeah, before, because they didn't, I mean, I'm sure they had an idea, but they had not created these other episodes yet. Yeah, and for me, this is a good pilot. I'd probably give this episode a 7 out of 10. It's not a bad episode of television by any means whatsoever, but um, it sets the premise and it does what a pilot should. Yes. And I'd say it's good good television for that reason. But then we get to Lawnmower Dog, which is a hilarious episode and a bit of a mind blow as well, too. I really, really like this one. Is this the one where um, it's Cronin? No. no, okay. That's, that's, that's episode six, that's right? Quotient okay. number nine. Getting ahead of myself, yes. but a lot of quotable lines in this one. Ryan and I quote each other on this one all yep. the time. I really, really like what they did with this one. Very funny episode. Yep. Um, definitely an eight or above for me there. Mm-hmm. Um, Anatomy Park, another eight or above. Really great for me as to well. Me, Anatomy Park was the episode that got me into this show. Okay. I watched I watched the first two episodes with my dad, enjoyed them. I said, this is really different. This is my cup of tea. But, you know, I, I thought it'd be like The Simpsons. I'd just watch the episodes when they were on TV, not yeah. watch them as they released. Right. I watched Anatomy Park. I said, this is the show. Uh, okay. This is definitely one of my favorites 
for this show, uh, for this season, I should say. It's definitely not compared when you look into the episodes of season two or three, yeah. one of the best, but definitely I think the first home run that they hit with this season. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just because, you know, I have the the love for theme parks in my life. So and I love what they Jurassic do. Park too. And and Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. That's my favorite part about yeah. this episode. I'd probably say seven, eight, eight and a half for number three. Um, eight, nine, nine and a half. Eight, nine, nine and a half. Okay. Um, so, so far, no amazing episodes for me yet. M. Night Shyamalan. This aliens. was the weakest episode of the season for me. Not memorable at all. Okay. Um, the basis, do you remember this one? This is where yeah. they're trying to, these aliens are sort of in Rick's head trying to steal his recipe for concentrated dark matter. Yep. Um, eh. I like this one. Uh, I, I really so like this weak. one. Okay. I, I, I thought it was just as good as, you know, Lawnmower Dog or I'm not quite on the level of your Anatomy Park, which was really a fun episode. Yeah. But I definitely say a great episode in my book. And that's just because I liked all the twists and turns in it. Okay. I liked how they kept subverting what they had set up. And I really enjoyed it through and through. Okay. Um, episode five, what'd you think of Meeseeks? Mr. Meeseeks. Excellent episode. But Mr. Meeseeks, look, look at me. <laughs> I like when they're all, when they can't help Jerry. And they're like, I've been alive for three hours, an eternity in Meeseeks time. <laughs> Another hilarious yes. episode. Another hilarious one. Yes. I definitely say it's better than episode four on any every level. Oh, yes. Probably eight and a half for me. I, I give this one as well a nine, like okay. Lawnmower Dog. Yes. Right on. And then we get to episode six, which this one blew my mind. Yeah, the After best I, episode in the season. One yes. of the best episodes that they put out for this show. Of all time. Yes. Of all times. And I'm not just saying in the show. One of the best epi cartoon episodes, animated series episodes I've ever seen. This one Blew my mind. After watching it, I went, wow, this show has some potential. That was incredible. And the best part about this show and my biggest worry after watching it is, are they going to revisit what happens in this episode? Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they do. Yes. And this becomes the catalyst for all the drama that happens between Rick and Morty for the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. There are, there are, I'm looking back at this now. I think there are two 10 out of 10s in this episode. Uh, in this season, this is definitely the first one that they yeah. create. Incredible. So, I mean, the fact of everything they fit into a 21-minute episode. Yeah. I mean, it's twisted. It feels like you're watching a feature film in this yeah. episode because they fit so much in it. Yeah. And it's funny. It's poignant. It's <laughs> dark at times. Yes. It's incredible. Yes. Yeah, it is really, really incredible. I, I There's no other way to say it. You've got to check this yeah. one out if you're a Rick and Morty fan. If you haven't yet. I'm curious. Do you guys like Rick Potion number nine as much as we do? Let us know in the Plus, comments. It's one of our first episodes to feature a song. I yes. love the episodes that have songs. Yes. The, uh, the I Love Morty song at yep. the flu season dance. Yep. I love Morty. Yes. And I hope Morty loves me. <laughs> yeah. And it captures everything. It, yeah. it captures the funniest parts of the show and the darkest parts yep. of the show all yep. in one. It's amazing. Yep. Episode seven was a big downgrade for me. Ooh, I um, love this episode. Okay. The storyline with the titular Gazorp Gazorp, yes, and Morty, you know, his is what is he called? Morty Jr. Yeah, Morty Jr. Morty yep. Jr. and Morty's storyline for me in this one did not work for me. Okay, now this is also our first episode for those of you who don't remember. This is our first summer adventure, yes, yeah. yes. and that's why I don't give this one a bad score, okay, because everything with Summer and Rick in this episode is really great yeah really really great it's just the morty storyline and this one for me was weak okay. so i'm going to give this one a seven and a half okay yeah i i love this episode 
Um, I'm going to give this one an eight and a half. Okay. I love the Morty story. I love my favorite part about it is, you know, this, this creature, this Gazorpazorp, as we hear, they're the most like aggressive creatures in, in the galaxy. Mm. And then it's just destroying things and wanting to murder people. And, uh, I love every time it does something like that. You've got Beth and Jerry, sort of the judgy parents in the background with their newspapers. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, nice. Yeah. Well, well done. Lori. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, I love that. I love the snarkiness and I love the storyline on the Gazorpazorp planet with the, yeah. the dichotomy of the female and the male Gazorpians. Just every female joke that they're kind of poking at there is just pure gold. It's pure gold. It's very, it's actually pretty intellectual too, if you think about it. Like they took that idea of an all, all female um, society to the extreme and they make it both funny and like, oh, wait, is that actually what it would, you know, you're kind of thinking <laughs> hey, about hey, it too. Hey. I'm here for you if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest yes, parts yes. of the funniest parts yes. of the episode. <laughs> is this your man slave? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course we get to episode number eight, Rixty Minutes which is interdimensional cable number one. Yes. Yeah. And um, let me say, this is a, this is a, uh, what do they call them? You, you have the term. Bottle episode? No. Um, uh, it's what, like clip, what- Clip show. Yes. Like what Family Guy does. They've got cutaways. It's just a series yeah. of cutaways. Yes. Um, and show, yeah. it can be poorly handled. Mm-hmm. They do not handle these poorly because as you have the clip show going on, you have an incredible storyline that's happening yes. outside of just Rick and Morty watching interdimensional cable. Yes. Uh, this is the one where you have Beth and Jerry wearing the interdimensional goggles, seeing what their lives are like in different dimensions. And they yes. stumble across the ones on what they would, what would they what their lives would be like if they never got married and never had summer, if they it's aborted summer, I believe. Heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's really deep. But it's also funny at the same yeah, time, yeah. and it's one of my favorite episodes. This one, I have, you know, I have a hard time not giving it a ten out of ten. Okay. I love it that much. Yeah, I have a hard time giving it a ten out of ten, and I'm gonna okay. give it a nine out of ten for sure. I okay. mean, I, I think a lot of it is just gag humor with, uh, you know, with it's just a bunch of one-offs. Table. Yeah, if they had a whole episode that was about, you know, the the interdimensional lives of Beth and Jerry and we saw other versions or even focus fine-tuned on that world where they never have summer and uh you know Jerry's a movie st- uh, film writer who's dating Kristen Stewart yeah, and yeah Beth is a surgeon not just a horse surgeon I think it would have been a little bit better but I really enjoyed it the reason why I give this one a 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. is because of what you just mentioned the perfect balance whoever directed this one did a phenomenal job it's a perfect balance of Rick and Morty sitting and watching TV, something extremely mundane paired with this incredibly emotional and deep and it adds so much backstory to our surrounding background characters. It's just, it's really a special episode for me, I think. Okay. Um, Um, That'll take us to something wicked this way comes. And this is- Is this the Pluto episode? Pluto is a planet, (laughs) Jerry says. Um, yeah. What do you think about this one? Love this episode. Okay. You love it. Okay. I, I mean, like I said, I think I love with the exception of episode four, I love every episode in this season. I give this one an eight and a half out of 10. Okay. It is better than great. It's not quite amazing. I love Jerry finally being validated. I love, I think Will Arnett's Jerry is <laughs> one of the most incredible characters on TV and Rick sort of breaks the fourth wall in season two and explaining what Jerry really is. Yeah, we'll uh, get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. But I just love how Will Arnett does it. I think Will Arnett's amazing in everything. Yeah, so um, eight and a half for you for this one? Eight and oh. a half for, out of ten. I love everything that yeah. happens on Pluto. I think it's wonderful. Um, I can't remember what else happens besides just Pluto in this one. 
can't think of it. And that's kind of the reason why I think this one is a seven for me. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's hilarious. I, it's, there's many episodes of Rick and Morty that I always find fun. Is this? In fact, I think it is. Is it? In the same Pluto episode, this is uh, Rick and Summer and Mr. Needful. Needful is it? Lives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because Rick is, uh, is bored. Um, and then Summer, That's he right. gets jealous of Summer being with another old man. And then Jerry comes back. Uh, That's right. Yes. Morty comes back home and Rick is all excited. But he goes, oh, yeah. Interesting premise. But both of those storylines for me just didn't stand out. Compared to everything else that was happening in the season, I just like you it's, know, it's a fun episode. There's been better, especially fun, because yeah. we're we're both Twilight Zone fans. It mm. play, pays great homage yes. to the Twilight Zone yes. series, Absolutely. so very enjoyable. And that'll bring us to to me the second ten out of ten in this season. Yes, close recounters of the Morty kind. And this is where we get to see all the alternate versions. This is where we are first introduced to the Council of Ricks. Yep, the uh, Citadel of Ricks. Yeah, too. the Citadel of Ricks um, and the Council of Ricks and. That, you know, Rick and Morty, we, we understand why Rick is so dependent on Morty to go on these adventures. It's not because he wants to be with his grandson. Mm-hmm. It's because Morty's, for lack of a better term, Morty brainwaves yeah. so conflict with Rick's genius brainwaves that it camouflages him from the galactic government. Yeah, and it sets up just the entire dynamic of yeah. these two characters, yeah. deepens it. Um, you know, you give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can give it a 10 out of 10. A nine and a half out of 10, maybe. Um, I think that's probably what I would go with, but phenomenal episode of television. Really incredible. Um, And a bit hard to watch, especially if you can see as close as we can right now, that wall of Morty's in this episode. (laughs) With the the little needles. Terrifying. Yeah. Like, of course, I was thinking into it. I was like, is that each one is a Morty that ended up here somehow? And it's just like, it's thought-provoking. Well, that's why... uh... Rick is, you know, we see this, our Rick, Rick C-137, is being framed by this other Rick for killing all these, all these Ricks. And he kills the Ricks and takes the Mortys for this reason, so he can stay off the grid. Yeah, and it sets up another long-standing storyline with Eyepatch Morty. Yeah, Evil Morty. Yeah, yes. Evil Morty. And yeah, really amazing episode. All right. And we get yeah. to our finale. I, I think you like this one a lot. I, I love this. I'm going to yeah. give it a 9 out of 10. Okay. Uh, it does have some continuity that comes on in later seasons. Yeah. I also, just sidebar, because I love the movie Titanic. Maybe this is why I relate with Jerry. I love the whole Titanic adventure. <laughs> I think it's amazing. And I love the party sequences, too. Anytime they bring in all these different characters. It's the first time we see Bird Person. First time we meet Squanchy. Yep. yep. Um, slow, slow Morbius. I love yep. Slow Morbius. Yep. Um, we have an awesome Rick dance. The yep. You put your left foot forward and your right foot back and scoot them around like it's a Nordic track. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of big laughs in this one for me. Yeah. I didn't think it was as great as the rest of the season. Okay. Yeah. Um, not the worst episode of the season by far, mm-hmm. but definitely better than good, but not quite great for me. Seven and a half out of 10. Okay. Um, seeing how it sets up all these characters and how they eventually turn out, I can appreciate it for that. But I prefer those episodes later. But all it does is just bring into these characters, like you said, Squanchy, Bird Person. Yeah. I didn't really get it right away. You okay. were getting all hyped about it because you had already seen it. Right, that right, yes. And then when they show back up again, it's that's when yes. it becomes amazing. And for I mean, the big line in this one though is delivered by Bird Person, where we find out what Wubba Lubba Dub Dub means. Yeah, he, uh, you know, it, it, Bird Person says <laughs> in bird in bird culture, this means I am in great pain. Yeah. So I mean that you know Rick. 
is in pain you know yeah. he's not just this old crazy old mad scientist you know yeah. he's got a deeper complexity to him and yeah. then and by the end of the episode he stops saying it and a through line that kind of follows through in the remaining season finales they try to go deeper with rick's character each season oh, finale yeah. yeah and uh yeah i think that so overall scores yeah. for season one um season one is a great episode, uh, great season of television yep. i think um I'd say it's not quite amazing yet. Yep. Not there yet. I'm right there with you. But uh, man, I don't know if I should give it an eight or an eight and a half because like I said, there is those 10 out of tens that really make me want to give it that eight and a half. I'm, I'm with you on an eight. Okay. I'm okay. giving this an eight out of 10. Yeah. yeah um, okay. It's a great season. It is great. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to do for an adult human cartoon to call it great. Yeah. This is a great season of television. Um, nothing more. I don't think they do anything incredible until the next season yeah. but every one of these episodes is great there are some tens there are some duds yeah um but overall this is to me an eight out of ten yeah season one. yeah which is which is extremely high praise for an adult humor cartoon yeah absolutely so let's move on to season two now ryan see if you can cue it up yeah, there we go oh we're doing, there we go perfect a rickle in time oh, and morty okay I, okay i'm remembering now i'm just are. i'm just gonna start off with you right now so we can save some time Every one of these episodes, except for Look Who's Purging Now, is a 10 out of 10 for me. Oh, they're all 10 out of 10s for you. This is a perfect season of television. Wow. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, I'm happy to talk episodes with you, but if you're wondering my score, you're wondering my score, 10 out of 10 for everything, seven and a half for episode nine. Season, That's you know, it. with the time travel plot in the end of season one, I didn't know if they would follow through with it. Season premiere really surprised me. And when you I said season it. two was your one of your favorite, like you said it's your, it's your favorite, right? Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. So you said season two is your favorite. I was like, man, I don't know. And for me, it's, I think after all, this is still my second favorite. Okay, yeah. But um, that season premiere really made me believe that you were saying, you know, this is my favorite one. I could see what you're saying. Probably, you know, nine and a half for that one. This one, Morty Night Run, not one of my favorite episodes. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> we got to talk this. I, I love this episode. I love the, I mean, I love the over, overarching message uh, in it and it comes in at the end Okay. with, you know, our Morty C-137 Morty is follows almost up with the uh, episode eight from last season where we meet all the Mortys. He's the Mortiest of the Mortys. The Mortys he the Mortys. doesn't just go <laughs> along with Rick's plans. You know, he has empathy uh, for these beings for, in this case, you know, it's our character Fart. Yeah. Um, which he, he and enjoys the name. Yeah. You, I know you love the song for me in this yeah. one. It just didn't Goodbye, work. Moon Man. It just felt like <laughs> an excuse for people that are tripping on drugs to watch oh, the show. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading I, into I it love, too much. And I mean, let's, <laughs> but I, I love, there are so many small parts of this episode I love. I love uh, Roy. Okay. When they're playing Roy. Yeah. I have Blitz and Shits. Uh, I love uh, that is that is a standout scene. I love Crumbopulous Michael. You know, yeah. oh boy, here I go, kill it again. Hey, yeah. Morty, I buy weapons from your from your grandfather. <laughs> yeah. there's, I, there's a lot of jokes. In this and how about, how amazing to me at least? Maybe you're forgetting about it, or maybe you just don't feel the same That's way. It. The Jerry daycare. Yeah, I that is really that. funny. I love that. That is really funny. Yeah. yeah, I did forget it. I forgot that that was in this one. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean. For me, everything that happens with the fart monster and Morty is not that great, except for standout sequence, the Roy game, like yep. you said, yep. and standout sequences with Jerry. But other than that, what about what about Gear World? You don't like in Gear World where he's flying around and getting in everyone's head and they all just kill themselves and destroys the entire 
the entire <laughs> gear society kind of a passable sequence for me i like the concept of gear world but it's nothing special to me not like some of the other and planets this is that a, they visit are special to me there's also a callback in this one i just remember yeah um if you, maybe not <laughs> yeah no different different call, different call I, I i thought this was the episode with the chair people but that's okay. that's in season one that i want a large large person with extra people yeah <laughs> yeah okay no. yeah, yeah that okay, okay. so yeah. episode one for me nine and a half episode two seven and a half okay. for me still a good episode mm-hmm. by all means okay um autoerotic assimilation I don't know if I like this one a lot or not. I go back and forth. You explain why you like it to me. And I'm like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. But then part of me is just like, I don't get it. Right. I don't get it. How could he fall in love with this planet? I don't understand that. Because he's Rick. Yeah. <laughs> he can't. He can't. He's, he's Rick. He does everything big. He can't fall in love with a, with a person. He falls yeah. in love with a hive mind. He, an yeah. entire planet of people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is an episode, again, where we're peeling back the layers of Rick. Uh, yes. The ending of this episode gets me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really hard sequence to watch. He's in the garage, creates a little monster. He kills it with the laser. Then he sticks his head in it as if he's going to blow himself up before he passes out drunk and it, you know, the lady falls out before the laser hits him in the head uh, because he's just so broken up about, you know, unity dumping him. Um, it's, I, me, I think it's it an emotional episode yeah. and I love the story. I, I, I just love everything that happens on unity. For me, that, that part where Rick tries to kill himself felt just way over the top. I just didn't understand it as like, well, I, you, you were sitting there being all teared up about it yeah. and I was sitting here laughing like I, I don't get it <laughs> what that's it, hilarious to me it shows us that Rick has emo- uh, other emotions yeah. he, he cares about someone other than himself I mean he he, he cared about someone mm-hmm. and she left him it's basically Beth's uh Beth right yeah yeah Beth's storyline on how she feels that her father left her yeah you know yeah. someone that she loved and adored left her yeah yeah so, I mean, that's how I feel about this episode. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. So is this a 10 out of 10 for you? As Every well? episode okay, except yeah. for the Purge episode. But, okay, got it. And for number three for me, probably a seven and a half as well. Okay. Um, Total Recall. This is a special one, I think. Uh, remind me what the plot is in this one. Uh, yeah, this is the uh, this is the alien parasite that comes in on one of their two and just keeps on creating characters and they can't figure out who is. This is Mr. Poopy Butthole introduced, who yes. obviously is not a parasite as we yeah. find out. But then... Uh, Pencil Vester, Reverse Draft, uh, Mr. Beauregard, uh, Mr. Bel- this Beauregard. is a very special episode of television. Yeah. One idea. Sleepy Gary. Just, and, and what's great is that they don't go to any other planets. No. They don't go on a grand adventure. It all takes place inside their house, and that's what makes this one special. Yeah. For me, this one is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. I love this one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, really great one. Mr. The, just the whole thing with Mr. Poopy Butthole was a big twist to me. I did not... The whole episode, I was thinking, no, no way this guy is real. And then it turns out he's real. Well, this introduces a new theory to uh, the show, to viewers. Yes, that's right. Um, that and with every episode, now in the episodes where we're referenced C-137, we know we are watching Rick C-137. But in the episodes that that's not referenced, we are watching different Rick and Mortys. Yes. Every instance is separate from another, yes. which is why in this universe... Mr. Poopy Butthole is part of their uh, part of their storyline. That's why we see in the opening sequence he's there all the time. None of these other um, 
you know, parasites that only create positive memories are. But Mr. Poopy Butthole, in whatever universe this is, he's there. And he's another character that, you know, is a favorite that comes back. And woo-wee, we love it. It is an amazing, yeah. fantastic, yeah. incredible episode yep. of TV. Yep. I love it. Get Schwifty. Um, you think this one's a 10 out of 10 is too? It 10 out of 10. I really like this one, yeah. but it's not a 10 out of 10 for me. It's an eight and a half for me. Okay. There are a lot of great things about this episode. The first time I watched it, I would not have given it a 10 out of 10, but when we just rewatch it, there's so many small intricacies in this episode that okay. I love. I love the whole storyline with Beth, Jerry, and Summer, where they're all worshiping the heads. And, yeah. you know, I love how, how invested Summer gets in it. Yep. <laughs> I love that. And I love Morty's side adventure where he yeah. goes and visits a bird yeah. person. Yeah. This is what we call in bird culture, a dick move. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, overall, get Schwifty. I mean, I I, I mean, it was kind of stupid. Yeah. I like I, Ice-T's storyline. I love Ice-T's storyline. Yeah. I love the songs that they sing in this one. Yeah. They're really, really funny. I love them. Yeah. I love them. They're really great. And like you said, Beth and Jerry's and Summer's storyline is just phenomenal in this one. It is... The, the best thing about the show is when they take one simple idea and push it to the absolute extreme. Yeah. And I love it like that. Yeah. And yeah, eight and a half out of 10 for me, a better than great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ricks must be crazy. I can't remember this one. It's drawn me a blank. Oh, this is the, the car battery. Oh my God. This one's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. This one is absolutely this amazing. Is, this is, uh, yeah. I mean, I want another 10 out of 10 hits it out of the park. Yeah. Everything was summer in the car. Keep summer safe. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everything inside the, the miniverse and then the microverse and the Google Google box yeah. and the, the flugel crank. I, I love it. I love it. The only thing is I didn't know how far they were going to go with that premise. You know, how deep are they going to go in here? And at some point it felt like, okay, I'm kind of getting tired of this. Well, a I, I like, so they, they went once for the, the miniverse, mm. which was with Zeep Zanuck and, yeah. you know, Peace Among, I don't know if I can do that on the internet, flipping off Peace Among World. <laughs> and then he, he creates his own and that's a, a microverse. Yes. And then the tiny verse, we get something different because they are not developed yet. And that's where they get stranded. Yep. And I, that's one of my favorite sequences yep. when you have Zeep and Rick creating different things in this you that know primitive cool environment yeah that was a cool sequence yeah, yeah. this is an amazing episode yep. of television i really love it i'd probably give it a nine and a, nine out of ten okay could be convinced for a nine and a half though um big trouble in little sanchez another one of my favorites a really really great one um i love tiny rick i love tiny rick are you thinking of something there's an episode in the i think it's this season is this the season where they and i'm trying to remember which episode it is where rick and jerry go to marriage counseling which episode was that rick and jerry or i mean i'm sorry beth and jerry that is i can't remember where it is yeah okay but big trouble in little sanchez is Really a great one for me, man. Yeah, yeah, no, this is, this is an amazing episode. We I love singing the song. Yeah. Man. Let me out. Let me out. This is not a dance. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one's another nine out of ten for me. I really enjoyed this one a lot. Um, let's keep going. And, and this is that's why this is the episode because I remember the first thing he does when he gets back into his adult body, and I think he's naked. He picks up Beth and Jerry. That's the other side thing about this episode yeah. is Tiny Rick is so amazing that we forget how amazing the whole storyline is with Beth and Jerry and their um, 
whatever their their depictions of each other their yeah. their holograph holographs or whatever they call them. really complex Dem- demographs a Incredible. complex idea and it's brought to fruition there i really yeah. like it a lot yeah. oh no they're codependent <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then of course we get interdimensional cable too which i thought they couldn't top the first one uh-huh. they did it yeah they, they did, did it i could not believe they pulled it off yeah. a 10 out of 10 Interdimensional Cable 2 is another fantastic episode. Yeah. I couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah, all the interdimensional cables are hilarious. Yeah. My favorite being Ants in My Eyes Johnson. <laughs> He's my favorite in this one. I'm Ants in My Eyes Johnson. <laughs> I, I also can't feel anything. could be on fire right now. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the storyline with... Uh, with uh, The through line with Jerry's Jerry operation. Jerry and Shrimply is... Pibbles. So incredible yes. and a relevant thing. You know, you could think about that in our own world and you're like, wow, what would you do there? Mm-hmm. And it is interesting. <laughs> and it's awesome. I mean, it's obviously hilarious. it gets nullified at the end, but remember Jerry gets shot like yeah. 30 times. He dies. In the end yeah. and dies, but they're in a super advanced alien hospital. And that's like, they said it's like bandaging a cut. <laughs> I was yeah. shocked when they killed Jerry. I was like, what? oh my God, did Jerry just die? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was, yeah, a 10 out of 10. Master, yeah. Masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right, purging, purging now. Purging episode, I'd probably say I like this one. It starts off really well. Yeah. I just think the whole middle part of this episode, where they're at the lighthouse and the guys reading the screenplay and they're waiting. But remember, the side story is is just Summer being mean to Jerry and, yeah. and get a job. <laughs> eh. Yeah, it was slow. I'm gonna give this one like a seven and a half out of ten. It's the only like, league episode on the season to me. I like the planet itself. I like all that that's going on there. And my favorite part of this one is they just go over the top with the action sequences, just completely over the top. <laughs> and I love it for that. I probably give it an eight. I, give I it love. A I love when Morty loses it and he just starts. He's all the whole episode. He's yep. anti-perch. How could you enjoy this? Yep. Thing? And then he finally just snaps and he gets the robotic suit and he's just purging everyone and to the point where there's like dead bodies and he's still just belting <laughs> them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I uh, great episode for me. Not quite great for you, Ryan. Yeah. We get to episode ten here. This one I was kind of mixed on after first watching. And then I thought about it. I went to bed. I slept on it. I thought about what you had told me about it. And I realized this is a special episode this of TV. This is possibly <laughs> the greatest season finale. Maybe yeah. not series finale, because obviously this is a series finale. And I think there are some better series finales out there. But the greatest season finale when we know there's going to be a continuation ever made in my books. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd say that I thought this was a great episode through and through. I thought that the way that they left it, I was like, well, are they just going to end it like that? Or is that, are they going to pick up where we left off? And I was assured in season three premiere. And um, now, now yeah. let's hold on here with this. Yeah. You watched this all at once. Yeah. Rick and Morty diehards out there with me. Yeah. This was a painful 18 <laughs> or 20 months, however long it was, because this ended in 20, I want to say 15 or early 16. Yeah. We did not get the season premiere until April of 2018. Wow. This was, for lack of a better term, this was painful to wait yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was 2017. I, I think I misspoke. So it was 15 to 17. Almost every concept in this one is incredible yeah tiny planet is amazing corn corn on the cob on the cob planet, <laughs> planet is amazing i like screaming sun planet screaming sun ah! planet amazing just <laughs> these one-off gags yeah. are hilarious they're amazing but the tight the titular wedding 
is incredible. Yeah. We get, like I said, the setup was in season one. Everything comes together at the end of season two, and they pulled it off. How about the end here? First of all, of course, with with uh, with uh, Nine Inch Nails song "Hurt" playing in the background. Yeah. Uh, Rick turning himself in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to I love even more than that to the Smiths getting back to Earth yes. and seeing what the Galactic Federation has turned Earth into. And I was afraid that it would just be a cop out. Yeah. You know, I thought that okay, Rick's gonna make this you know, change in his character and they, they're going to make us think that he's changed a little bit and then nothing's going to happen. We're going to pick up in season three and it's just going to be an alternate version of Rick right. comes in and right. saves him and that's the end or whatever or something like that. And that's the best part about uh, this and season three is that they follow through with it, but getting yeah, ahead of myself. Let's, let's talk our overall so score. 10 out of 10 for you here. Nine and a half out of 10 okay. for the season finale here. Yeah. Overall, I'd say Rick and Morty became an amazing show in season two. Okay. Definitely a nine out of 10 for me here. This is the perfect season of television for me. 10 out of 10. Okay. Enough said on to season three. Yeah. And uh, we pick up with uh, season three, episode one is my favorite episode of Rick and Morty of all time out of every episode I've seen. It's my favorite episode. I thought that it did absolutely everything incredible. There's not one second in this one that I don't like. Yep. Yeah. It 10 is, out of 10, without yeah. a doubt, picks up right where it left off. The the idea of, of Rick overtaking that machine that they're trying to be in his yeah. mind and jumping from different people's <laughs> minds. And how about the standoff at the end oh with, God, with Summer? Yeah. Amazing. And Morty shoots him and, oh, good thing you knew it was a fake gun, Morty. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Your battery's running low. Oh, I better uh, keep talking while I plug All you. All right. So yeah, Talk uh, about Rick, Shank, one. Rick Shank Redemption, incredible. Also, for those of you who don't remember, this episode dropped out of nowhere. I think it dropped on April Fool's Day. Um, no one saw it coming when this episode was going to come out, but man, oh man, was it uh, incredible. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for sure. Uh, loved this episode. Loved the backstory. Uh, made everyone crazy for Szechuan sauce. Yes. Um, even yes. though that was a made up backstory. That's and why then, That's why this one's my favorite episode. How about the, yeah, the twist at the end I know is your favorite part. Yeah. Was, yeah. But I mean, the Szechuan sauce, just that this one had a cultural impact on our society. Yeah, yeah. This is an incredible, the very, very few TV shows can do that. Mm-hmm. Rick and Morty pulled it off and yeah. that's why this one's so special. Yep. And the fla- uh, the flashback sequence where we kind of see this fake origin of, of Rick, you know, it, it is fake, but to me, I kind of believed it a little bit and I thought, wow, that is heartbreaking for Rick's origin to be like that. But it's also the writers kind of playing with it and saying, you know, that's not the show we're telling. That's not the story we're telling. We're going to show you this and tell you it's not real because that's not the point of our show. Right. And I think that is genius writing. Genius yeah, writing. Yeah. And then my favorite part of this episode, I know <laughs> you're a huge fan of it yeah, as well with, yeah. the, with the writing. Yes. Is we find out that yes. Rick turning himself in at the end of the episode yes. was nothing but a selfish ploy, as you see, <laughs> to not only eliminate the government, but to eliminate Jerry, Jerry from his life. It was all yeah. about Jerry. Yeah, it was. Jerry tried to get rid of me, so I got rid of him. Yeah. I eliminated him, Morty. And it it is hilarious, yeah. but also deeply disturbing yeah. at the same time. And that is what's so special about this episode, yeah. is that it can be absolutely laugh-out-loud funny. It's all about Szechuan sauce, but it's also about Rick being, in the end, the most selfish person in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's so incredible. It's It's dark. And disturbing, yep. and it's just 
It's incredible. I, I can't, we could talk yeah. about this one yeah. all day. Yeah. Um, let's get to episode two here. Yeah. Rick Mansing the Stone is a Mad Max episode. Yes. And I like it a lot. I, I, you know, I think this one you don't like as much oh, as the I, others. I love this okay. episode. I'm gonna give this one a, probably a nine and a half out of 10. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I think this one follows through. That's what season three is so special to me yep. about is that it doesn't just make it one-off well, yeah. episodes. This episode it follows is, through. Yeah, this episode is all about uh, Morty and Summer with this, coping with the, their parents' divorce. Divorce, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Mad Max type world that they bring into is brought to full realism. Yep. And I love every second of it there. And I love, um, what's going on with Beth in this one? I can't remember. Yeah, I I, I, I I just I remember what's going on in this. Me episode. too. Uh, Beth is just in in regular Earth with the automatons, Morty and and Rick That's and right. uh, and Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but meanwhile, this almost all focuses on Mad Max world yes. because we have Jer- uh, Morty Summer uh, Morty storyline with his giant arm, which I love. I love that. And then we have uh, Summer storyline falling in love with Buckethead. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nine out of ten for me. Amazing okay. Nine episode. and a half for me. Okay. Pickle Rick, I think we are going to deviate here on this one. I think Pickle Rick is another amazing episode. I think it's an amazing episode. Yeah. It's not as good as the first two. Okay. It's a nine out of 10. I think whereas as cool as the pickle sequences are. <laughs> I love it. Um, they're I unnecessary. Love, I love the pickle sequences. It's I so more great. like the character development. This is a big Beth episode. It's a great Beth episode. Yeah. One of, I'd say not my favorite Beth episode. That's uh, yet to come, but definitely a big family dynamic episode they go to a therapist in this one yeah, dr wong a lot of you know you could do a lot of psychological evaluation in this one but we also get some great one-off gags the guy that he frees from prison and yeah. everything like yeah, jaguar right jaguar yeah. Yeah. yeah and just everything with pickle rick is awesome and how all these russian agents are terrified of the pickle guy yeah, yeah. it's just amazing it's an amazing episode i love yeah, it yeah it's an it's a 9 out of 10 for me like i said i don't know how much it advances the plot like i said we get to see a lot of beth which comes into play here later on in the i think finale. it does advance the plot because it follows that's what every episode in season 3 does for me except for this next one we're going to talk about here yeah but um it just advances the emotional arc of every character. And that's what I thought that was really special about this season. Mm-hmm. And of course we get to Vindicators three, the re- return of the world and they're kind of a one-off. This was a, this was a stab at, you know, the Marvel, Marvel the universe. Movies. I think this yeah. came out right around the time of like, maybe really bit, funny, but yeah. just nothing significant to say. Yeah, This here. is like a six out of 10 for me. And I sell them to give low scores, but this was a stupid episode. Okay, I wouldn't say it's that low for me. Okay. I'd say seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. A good episode, but just you know, it, it was still funny. There were so many things that were funny. Episode is sort of centered around one useless one character who doesn't ever come up again. Nuke yeah. Nuke. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. It is kind of throwaway, and that's why it's not as great yeah. as the others. Okay. So now we're at the halfway point. The whirly Durly conspiracy. This 10 out of 10. A, yeah, this is a Jerry and Rick episode. 10 out of 10. This is a 10 out of 10. This is absolutely incredible. I think, if I'm not mistaken, almost every episode in the rest of the show for me is like, uh, I forget it. Uh, yeah. Episode five is definitely a 10 out of yeah. 10. We, we, we're start, we hit our stride definitely this season here <laughs> yeah. in these next three episodes. Yeah, and the Whirly Durly conspiracy is just, you know, your favorite scene. Yeah. Rick calls out Jerry and breaks down who Jerry really is. Yeah. And it's thought provoking and it's real. And these guys have a love hate friendship relationship in this one. 
There's a lot of twists and turns that happen and it is just incredible. I love it. A 10 out of 10. Yeah, I, I love the world they're in. I love the planet. <laughs> the world where, is awesome. Where, you know, no one can, can die. die. Yeah, yeah the, two, the little kids the are kids chasing are each, other, each, other. each other. But then, of course, they turn off the anti-death and one of the kids kills the other and doesn't get back <laughs> up. Oh, man, this is a this is an amazing episode. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for me as well. Yeah. I um, love the train sequence. I love stupid, stupid yeah. Rick in this where they have to, yeah. like, neutralize his brainwaves. Yeah. Like, I want cookies. You yeah. know? <laughs> I love that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And... That brings us to episode six. Um, if it, okay, I'm gonna say about episode six, if it weren't for the next episode, this is my, to me, the best episode of the season. Got it, okay. Rest and relaxation, relaxation. Yeah. 10 out of 10, yes. again. Incredible. It, this is what makes season three so special for yeah. me. It's not only that there's like the other seasons, there's you know two 10 out of 10s. Yeah. This one, it's not just one 10 out of 10, it's 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah. You know, it's just right out of the gate. Just every episode is the one right. of the best it seems concepts ever. Like, it seems like how you feel about season three is how I felt about season <laughs> yeah. two. I have more episodes in season three that I felt were not quite 10 out of 10. So great, okay. but like, I, you know, not quite a 10 out of 10 Rick Manson. So right, not right, right. quite a 10 out of 10 Pickle Rick. Definitely not a 10 out of 10 Vindicators. There are definitely a lot of 10 out of 10s here, but yeah. it's not quite as perfect as season two to me. This episode was, for lack of a better word, sadistic. Yes. I just couldn't believe how far they went. The toxic Rick and Morty yeah. were just heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. It was hard to watch. I, I, to love, watch. I love toxic one. Oh, you're right, Rick. I'm a piece of shit. I'm sorry, Rick. I'm so terrible and I smell bad. I'm sorry. And it's hilarious, <laughs> yeah. but it's also like you're laughing, but you're like, should I be laughing? Yeah. Because it's all kind of true. And how you know? amazing... I mean, this this adventure of this episode is incredible, but how amazing is non-toxic Morty and his adventure afterwards? Yes. <laughs> Where he becomes a stockbroker. Amazing. Has his apartment uptown. It's yeah. great. This, I love yeah. it. Every yeah. aspect of this episode is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just love it so mm-hmm. much. And then we get to the Rick Lantis mix-up. Uh, you know, the way you explained it to me made me appreciate it even more. A big misdirect. You said that the way that they set this one up was it was going to be an Atlantis episode. Yeah, this is why it's called the Rick Lantis mix-up. All we got in the next time on Rick and Morty, it's Rick and Morty, you're going to Atlantis. That's all we got. So we had no idea that they were going to hit us with Tales from the Citadel. And it was, you can't look away. No. You can't look away. Yeah. It is engrossing. It's hilarious. Another 10 out of 10. Yeah. It's uh, the, the Citadel yeah. is incredible. Yeah. And of course, the twist at the end, we get the callback yep. of Evil Morty, yep. who has become president of the Citadel of Ricks. I love it. Yeah, I love Agreed. it. It is just the, the world they brought to life here was so incredible yes. and so relevant to right. our society. Right. And I do remember now, I've, I've looked into this, they're, what they're calling. They're not calling him Evil Morty. Yeah. They're calling him the Rickest Morty. Got Our Morty, it. C-137, is the Mortiest Morty. Well, they're calling this Morty the Rickest Morty, obviously, because he has more tendencies of a Rick than of a Morty. Just thought-provoking idea after thought-provoking idea. Yeah, yeah. Incredible, incredible episode. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think we're going to deviate here a little bit. Yes. Morty's Mind Blowers, episode eight. For me, this is another <laughs> 10 out of 10. I love Morty's Mind this Blowers. Is, okay, let me just put it this way. Okay. After we get Interdimensional Cable 1, Mm-hmm. After we get interdimensional cable two, this is what they did as their clip episode for season three. And I think the story, as much as I like the mind blowers, the story going on outside is not nearly as good. That's my 
favorite part, seeing how far Rick has gone, how selfish he is. This is the um, this is as as extreme the most extreme selfishness we've seen since the season premiere in this one. He won't even let Morty know that he's been wrong before. Right. That's yeah. how that's how far he went, and that's, that's what Morty's mind blowers is. Yeah, and that's what I love about this one. It's so dark. And it's also great because you get to see some clips that would have never seen before. Right, right. And it's, you know, I just love it. I love it. It's, I thought it was, uh, and of, the, of them, it was just weak compared to the other two. And I get we'll talk saying. about what we're going to see the equivalent in season four, which blew both of our minds. Yeah. And I think the way that Summer just comes in and says, oh, is this one of those? And she's yeah, like is this, is this a, like, a category three? And Rick oh, goes, I, I don't know what that is. Who are you? And she goes, oh, a category four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she just fixes it all. And yeah. it just, it comes back later in season four. Yeah. And it's just, I, I love it. I, I love every second of it. It's amazing. All right. And then, of course, we get episode nine, the ABCs of Beth. <laughs> um, oh, this one kind of makes me sick to my stomach when you think about the imaginary world and what yeah. happens there. Yeah. But it really deeply analyzes Beth and everything about Beth. Yep. And another 10 out of 10 for me. I really okay. like this one. I'm going to give this one just a notch down of a 9 out of 10, but okay. still enjoyable. Um, yeah, you know, it, it definitely gives best us insight. Story line, best best storyline is this, in this one, except for one in season four, I think is really good too. Well, the one I think you're going to talk about in season four is what's set up in the season finale here, mm -hmm. which comes up next. But yeah, I mean, like I said, this episode wasn't quite as memorable to me. Little well, it's actually set up in this episode. At the end of this episode, she you know, Rick says, I can make a perfect clone of you. At the end is that the episode. end of this one? I yes. thought that was all in the that's, season 10. That's uh, at the end. 10. No, no. That's at okay. the end of this episode. And okay. then you don't know what happens in episode 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So this episode, I just find it to be, I don't know, slow at parts in mm. what, what's it called? Imagination land or whatever it is. I, I just find some of those parts slow. I love the the idea behind it. I love Rick explaining why he had to create it. Yep. You know, all these things he had to create are a talking knife yep. and, you know, handcuffs, the, you know, pink handcuffs. It shows you Beth's real personality. Yeah. Yeah. Up to this point, you haven't really seen her true potential until you get to see inside her right. head. We see a little bit of it in Pickle Rick. I think that's yeah. the only other time. Yeah. But yes. Um, and then that takes us to the finale. This, this one was, was disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big disappointment the, the on this Rick one. Rick Churian, Morty date, um, which, you know, for reminded me a little bit of the, the Manchurian candidate in the level of disappointingness. Okay. Okay. All <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, some aspects of this one I really like. Um, the, the Minecraft joke was really funny, I thought, mm. at the beginning. And the setup was kind of funny. But in the end, I just don't get why Jerry came back back and they just kind of brought him back at the end it didn't feel as smooth as they could have done yeah i i agree and i just want to put this out there the the abc is a beth too we we missed an episode where rick yeah i think it's the abc's of beth that's the one where jerry's dating the alien yeah i forgot to talk about that as well i yeah. did love that storyline that was awesome yeah that was a great storyline yeah yeah and in this one there's not that many other storylines that I can think of as memorable besides the one with the president. That's the main storyline. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, and then Beth throwing herself at Jerry, which is it clone Beth? Is it not clone Beth? We don't know. And we'll find out in season four or and do we question. Mark? That's what makes this one, not a bad episode in my book. Yeah. Is because 
a good episode. The whole time I was guessing, you know, I'm guessing, is this the Beth clone? Is this it's not just, the Beth clone? The, the whole point of the episode is, I mean, Jer, uh, Rick and Morty's whole point is just to make the president look like a dick. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Mean, like, I, I, I like the, the irony at the very end where he's, I just garnered a peace treaty between the Middle East and, and Israel, yep. or yeah, yep. Israel and Palestine, which, you know, has some major implications today. Yeah. Um, obviously, they, they did it a little too early, but um. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to give this one? Yeah. I'm going to give this one a seven out of 10. Seven it's out of a 10. good episode, but compared to the other season finales, come on guys. This didn't feel like a season finale. I I'd say it still had some unique aspects to it. Mm-hmm. So I'd say I give it a little bit higher, seven and a half probably. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's about it for season three. Overall, what's your biggest big score for season three? Nine and a half out of 10. It yeah. comes close to season two. It definitely does. There are just, I, I could even forgive the the slower episodes like Rick Mancing the Stone or Pickle Rick in my mind, but Vindicators Three, Morty's Mind Blowers, and the the finale are just un. There's nothing I can compare them to in season two. There wasn't anything that left me wanting more in season two like these three episodes did in season three, which is why yeah. I'm going to give it just a tick below a nine and a half out of ten. Got it. Yeah. So for me, you know. No season of Rick and Morty has yet to be that perfect season of television for me. This is going to be also a nine and a half out of 10 for me. For me, this season three top season two for me, though. Okay. I thought so. um, Just this series of episodes here, you know, from five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's five, 10 out of 10s in a row for me. Okay. That's what really did it And to me, it's just five, six, seven. Okay. They they hit their stride right in the middle, but Morty's mind blowers to me brought it to a halt. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my score for, or our scores for season three. Yeah. So you give it a nine and a half as well? Nine and a half as well. Okay. Perfect. Um, As close to a 10 as I can give it. Yeah. Yeah. And can't say the same for season four, unfortunately. Yeah. Season four let me down. See, I... I mean, it, it wasn't season two and it wasn't season three. I think we had from one episode one to five and then six to 10, we had a six or eight month break between. It's two separate seasons. Correct. And if we just had six through 10, this is a perfect season. <laughs> yeah. But episodes one through five, I can pick one episode out here that I truly loved. It was episode two, The Old Man in the Seat. Okay. I know you liked episode one, so I'm going to yeah. let you talk about that. But yeah. I think we can both agree that three, four, and five are just weak episodes. Yeah, episode one for me. Mm-hmm. I really thought it was a good opener to the season. Um, a lot of great stuff happens in that one. That's where he has the crystal, right? That he could see into. Uh, well, it's not really the future. It's just no, he how he's going to die. How he's going to die. And yeah. he has to stay on a path because at certain points, uh, summer... Uh, not summer uh what's her name jessica he's going to die in the arms of jessica yeah uh and that leads to him killing rick rick dies in the first five minutes of this season yep yep before the opening credits yep yeah and that's why this one's amazing for me i'm gonna give it a nine i really like the premiere in this one i think i I know you don't get the whole akira thing well yes but my my follow-up is here's where I think we're going to agree when I bring this up. Yeah. You talked about how, what you liked about this episode, this show was the continuity and that there's, there's consequences for your actions. There's almost no consequence for Morty literally like killing everyone. Mm. And I mean, I understand he has the, the court trial and then he's not guilty. And then he becomes the, the Akita tree. And just, eh. 
Yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I just like the concept in this one. I like the, the death crystal. It's, it's cool not a bad episode. It's an eight and a half out of 10. Don't okay, get me got wrong. it. Yeah. But it's just not at that 10 out of 10 level. Yeah, no, not, not right. a 10 out of 10. Definitely a nine for me. Yeah. All right. So episode two, the old man in the seat. This is as close in the first five episodes for me that we get to a 10 out of 10. Okay. I'm going to give this one a nine and a half out of 10. I love the storyline of, uh, of the, the bathroom planet, okay. the toilet planet. It's cool. The one week thing is, and I'm trying to remember, is this, this is not the cat episode, is it? This is the, no. the side story is, this oh, is the, this is the cat episode. Side story. That's right. Something with, so come back to, to me on the side story, but yeah, yeah, I absolutely love the whole thing between Rick and the guy who's the shy pooper. Yeah, I, I I like this one. Yeah, I don't think it's amazing. Okay. I yeah. unfortunately I don't. I think it's a great episode of TV. It, uh, it just wasn't in that must see level for me. It 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 was everything with Rick is pretty good. Um, I like the twists and turns that it takes. It just didn't deepen his character that much. And the biggest flaw. And this brings me into the biggest flaw of the season for me here is Morty's storyline in every one of these episodes, except for the season premiere, just is completely forgettable. Yeah, that's right. And he, he this is his weakest season. And I hate that for that, for, for that reason, I hate that. And um, I, I yeah. think, is this the episode where he and Summer are just kind of like sitting around saying they can do stuff independently without him? Yeah. Yeah. They have nowhere else, nothing else to do. Right. They have nothing else to do. So it's eight out of 10 for me. Old Man in the Seat is great, but just not amazing. Okay, yeah, I, I like, just because I think they execute the whole planet and fully Rick's agree. confrontation with the, like I said, the shy pooper, I don't fully remember his name. Agree, fully agree. Uh, I love it. I, I love the emotional storyline with Rick when the guy dies. Yeah. And and what, what was it? The, the red stuff that he puts him in that suspends yeah. him in their greatest desire. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get to episode three, which is my lowest score of Rick and Morty yet. Five out of ten. Agreed. Five yeah. out of ten. <laughs> yeah. So weak. Let's build a crew. Although I do. Okay. Maybe I'm going to give it a five and a half because I do like the twist at the end that it's all Rick's genius ploy to get Morty out of pitching a Netflix show so he can go on adventures. I did not see that coming. Once again, Morty's storyline. So stupid in this one. He's such a side character. They sideline him so it's much. It's a stab at Netflix. It's a stab at Netflix. And it's just like, really, that's what this was all about. It just felt weak overall to me. Average episode of TV, nothing special whatsoever about it. Okay. Um, then we get to episode four, Claw and Order, special victims, Morty. Um, <laughs> Claw and Hoarder. To me, Hoarder. Okay, yeah. Because the dragon horde has a horde. Okay, got it. <laughs> a couple funny lines in this one for me. To me, this is a bad episode of TV. I'm going to give this a four and a half. I'm going to give this one a, a seven. Okay. I liked it. I think... I would have liked it a lot more and I, <laughs> yeah. I get the stab once I figured out that it had to do with Game of Thrones and that's why everything was over-sexualized um, because that's I what Game of Thrones it. is. It's not really over-sexualized. Yeah, yes, so. it is. I don't think it is. Okay. I don't think it is. Okay. But maybe it is for some people. I'm not, I've, I look, I've not bought into the story. I, I've, yeah. never, I've watched episodes here or there and yeah. from the episodes that I've seen, it, the show is a softcore pornography. And... <laughs> I, okay fine yeah whatever yeah. i don't think it's that much i think it's much deeper story than that but i this episode four the one with the dragon eh, the, and the and the cat with jerry 
what <laughs> what like what was the point of that i felt like they were wasting my time in this episode okay. that's why i give it below well, five you you feel very similarly to this episode as i feel about episode five rattle star rick lactica got it i, I found it. this snake jazz and morty getting bit by the snake and then they have a snake society and snake buzz aldrin i found it very stupid i, I mean they tried to make more morty's character more of a center point in this one right it's just the story was so weak it was so weak again and it's just like why it wasn't as bad as the one that came before right. but uh, it, i disagree this is okay, the yeah. lowest episode I've, I've this is a five out of ten that yeah. that one or crew crew over the cuckoos morty is a five, five and a half for me episode five is a five out of ten it is the only episode of rick and morty i'll ever say is below or is average is not at least okay got it okay yeah, yeah. For me, this one, I, I think it's above average. I think it's a six out of 10. For okay. Me. Nothing that made it good, like, you know, the season premiere or any of the other sevens that I've given. Mm-hmm. But it is, you know, a bit of a throwaway episode, uh, a Terminator ripoff. And that's about the extent of the story in this one. Just a Terminator yeah. ripoff. The only thing I liked about it was the, um, the continuity with the space whatever ball testicle monster thing yeah, yeah them, they, they, them showing up was kind of cool yeah that was funny and that's i mean but very it made the ending very what dsx machina yeah yeah it was yeah. just okay so they took care of it yeah 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 and um now we get to we episode get, six we get an eight month break. <laughs> yeah, i think eight. because of the pandemic probably yeah, probably yeah. yeah and in this one we kind of get back to our um we get back to what we love rick and morty for 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, episode six is definitely a 10 out of 10. We kick me. off with episode six. To me, this is the closest thing we get to a, a interdimensional cable or a Morty's Mind Blowers. Uh-huh. They, once again, didn't think they could top interdimensional yeah. cable. Mm-hmm. They did with interdimensional cable part two. Mm-hmm. Hated Morty's Mind Blowers. I know you liked it. Mm-hmm. To me, this even topped interdimensional cable part two. Yeah. Incredible. The the story train. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, they keep saying it in this episode over and over. It's very meta. And I love it for that. Mm -hmm. I love it for that. I love that they're critiquing their, uh, what's his name? Roitland and Harmon's own style of writing. Yep. The the circle, the The, story circle. The story circle. I love that they bring that up. And we also get a little bit of the clip show yep. style. Yep. And but that's only the first part of this episode. What it turns out, this episode is so special because not only does it show us, okay, this is what we've been doing with, you know, um, what is we talking about here? Uh, the TV, interdimensional cable. Yeah. So this is what we've been doing with interdimensional cable. And they say, but that's only the first few minutes of this episode. Here's the evolution of that. Yes. And that's what's so incredible about this. One. And what, I, I think I read this somewhere that all these, you know, these cuts that they were doing where they're going to different, I think the, the most notable one uh, is where we see evil Morty leaving, leading an army of Meeseeks and Zorpazorps against Rick and Morty and once, Mr. Poopazapple. Once again, I'm going to yeah. make a point here, yeah. where we get these see these potential endings to Rick and Morty. Right. These these were all pitches that Royland and Harmon had created. Right. Yeah. And But that the point of this, though, and then putting them in this episode is they're saying, here's what we could give you. Yes. But we're not going exactly. to. Exactly. That's yes. not what we're trying to do mm-hmm. here. And to me, that makes it very exciting. Yes. Because I'm saying, okay, well, any one of those ideas they could have picked and it would have been pure gold. Yep. What could they do besides that? 
Mm. And that's what's the best part about this episode is the potential that it brings up. Yep. And I love, love, love episodes. And six. how about I, I love the ending too? That it's yeah. all just a, a <laughs> action story. Yeah. It's and they're, they're kind trading. of commenting on the popularity of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And there's, as they call them, they're like Overlords, Cartoon Network, and Adult Swim. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the consumerism get, of it. Yeah. The definitely commenting on yeah. the consumerism. Yeah. We get to Pro Mortius, uh, you know, kind of a riff on Alien. Mm -hmm. And, um, this one's not a 10 out of 10 for me. So from what I remember of this episode, there, there, this is an interesting episode because it takes a look at a film like Alien yeah. from the alien's point of view. Yeah, yeah. And our bad guys are Rick and Morty. Yeah. And I, I love it for that. Yeah. I think it's a, it's an interesting take on it. I love this episode. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. Okay. Um, and we even see Morty struggling with that mm. at, at the very end when they're completely destroying the uh, the whatever this face sucker planet on the geez look at all the death and destruction we've caused and we've always caused it. they've destroyed so many of these planets and i think rick even says he goes you ever wonder why we never go back on missions it's always somewhere new it's because we do this yeah um they're they're sort of the villains and i love that for it yeah that aspect of it is great mm -hmm. and that's the reason why i'm going to give this an eight out of ten okay um but other than that i feel like they kind of were spinning their wheels a little too much in this one okay let me tell you where yeah when they go back to get summer we get a whole nother recap of everything that's happened from Summer's point of view to catch us up. Right. I don't know. To me, that kind of felt like a little bit of a misstep. Okay. I think it was necessary yeah. just because that's the way they wrote the episode. Mm -hmm. But um, other than that, yeah, the concept itself is great. Um, the comedy in this one is great. Um, just not to the highs that I've absolutely had in this show. Not okay. that not, not that amazing yeah. level. Let's just put it, leave it uh, that way. To me, it's, it's a 10 out of 10. Okay. This episode. Yeah. And that brings us to... <laughs> Madam Acid episode. The best episode of the season. I'd say I, it's hard for me to pick between that I, one. I like it a little bit better than the train episode. The okay. Never ricking Morty. Yeah. The Madam Acid episode. I, I, I have a, I don't, I, I want to give it a 10 out of 10. I want to give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I mean, how about just for the sequence of Morty and him falling yes. in love and yes. the, the plane crash. Yes, oh yes, my yes. God. And the best part is I watched the, the Stay Tuned After This Episode interview with Harmon on this one. Mm -hmm. He said, that was all the director's idea. Yes, they, I, they put I watched it all that together. Yep. They put it all together. And they had they needed what? Three they, more episodes. They needed five more five, minutes. Five, or three more minutes. Five yeah. more minutes. Five more minutes. And the director says, you know what? Let me just extend this yeah, sequence to its this. full potential. And it's genius. I yeah. love it. It makes yeah. it so great. Yeah. And the ending to this one is just encapsulates everything that Rick and Morty is about. Mm -hmm. It just brings it full circle. And I love it. I love it. It shows us everything about Rick. This, Morty's storyline is better in this one. This episode is incredible. Yes. The end is mind-blowing. I, I love it. And I understood it even more the second time watching it with you with the um, the reference to uh, the the prestige. Yes. Because you prestige yourself more every, every time you hit that reset button, you killed another Morty. Uh, <laughs> and that's that's why at the end, he has to jump into the vat of acid. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think this is an incredible 10 episode. Out 10, 10. 10 out of 10. Um, Childrick of Mort, for me, I like this one. I like it. I don't think it's a 10 out of 10 like you're gonna give it. Yeah. Um, I love this episode. I know you love it. Let me tell you, I think I'm going to give this one, I like it better than Pro Mortius. I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of 10. Okay. Yeah, I love this episode. I think the concept, I think, I mean, Rick, Rick. The best part for me in this one is the battle between Rick and the God. 
That's and, <laughs> and uh, that's also cut with the battle between uh, the the intelligent children of Rick and then the ones led by Jerry. Jerry's storyline is also great in this. I one, love yes. Jerry's storyline, and he becomes Moses. Yes, he's parting the sea, and he's in, <laughs> teaches them about camping. They know how to make a s'more. And I love, I love, uh, I love uh, Summer and Bordy's storyline in there, where she just wants to do drugs, and so she starts huffing the, the oil fluid, uh, the the yeah. exhaust fluid, and Bordy goes, "It's like a video game." This sets up Beth's storyline of the season finale beautifully. Yeah, I really yep. like yep. Beth's storyline. Beth finally gets to the approval of her father because she gets to see him raise these children like he, she wishes he raised her. Yeah, and she kind of stands up for herself in this one, which I really like. Mm-hmm. She says, "You know." I'm not letting you abandon these kids like you abandoned yes, yes. And I really liked that. Beth's storyline in this one was a big standout. I really liked it. Jerry's storyline was great. Rick's storyline was great. For me, I didn't think Summer and Morty's storyline was I, that It was special. just funny. It was just funny. I, I thought it was, it was just funny. funny. It, was, it was a point that, that... There was nothing meaningful there, though. It was just, just funny. It was it was. That's what it well, was it needed me. that. This was a yeah. kind of serious episode. I kind of, yeah. It. And I, I, yeah, I love, I love high summer on the, the exhaust fluids. And my favorite part is the end where Rick, uh, they, they're crying to Rick, Grandpa Rick, you know, oh, my, my grandchildren, I want to. And then as soon as uh, Rick starts feeling out of control and everyone's making fun of him at the end, he goes, oh, uh, summer, summer and Morty got high and killed God. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious to see what you think about the finale here, though. The uh, Star Mort Return of the yeah. Jedi. 10 out of 10. I, I, okay. I was going to say, I don't know if you liked it as much as I did. Yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't stand up to me as well as season two's finale, okay. but it's as close as it's going to get. I mean, I think season two's it, finale is, a, is one of the greatest episodes of television ever. Yeah. This, though, is still a 10 out of 10. I love the concept of uh the two bets meeting mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. i love seeing mm-hmm. you know and it doesn't matter which one's the clone which one's not it's just two separate ways that beth could have gone it's very similar almost to the first interdimensional cable where we yeah. see how best life could have gone without jerry yeah it's very intriguing i i didn't think that you were gonna give this one a 10 out of yeah. 10 but um i'm not gonna give it a 10 out of 10 i'm okay. gonna give it it's on par with me for that, with that season two finale, mm-hmm. okay? It's a nine and a half out of 10. Okay. It's still a really phenomenal episode of TV. The biggest flaw, the reason why I don't give this one a masterpiece level 10 out of 10 is because it pulls the same trick and the same flaw that the rest of season four had. Shorthanded Morty. Shorthanded Morty and Summer. This was another Morty and Summer. Hey, we can do it together. We, we can do it re- together. But that's, I feel great. like that's everyone in this episode. Because who's our hero at the end? It's Jerry. Yeah. Rick is, this episode proves that they don't need Rick. Yeah, a little bit. But Rick's losing control of the family. The whole invisibility thing felt, felt like they were just, why? Why, why, why? Funny. It's funny, but that's it my thing. Jerry it? to be the hero. Think about the storylines that Morty and Summer had in the other season finale at least in the season two finale, even in the season one finale, better than what it was in this finale. That's why this one gets a half down, a half point down for me, okay. at least. The rest of it, though, is, is phenomenal. I love it. It's it's great. Everything with Beth in this one is just so thought-provoking. I couldn't look away. It is fantastic. But um, yeah, nine and a half for me. And let's wrap it up to right yeah. now. Let me just tell you guys my score, and then I'm yeah. curious what Ryan thinks about yeah. season four. Season four for me was the worst one so far. Okay. And it was, it's really hard for me to get of a score to this one because like I said, it feels like two different yeah. shows. Yeah. 
The first show, not that good at all. The mm. second show did a really great job. Yeah. But there's just some points in this one where I'm like, they lost sight of what Rick and Morty was. They tried to make it too simple. They tried to shorthand the Morty storylines way too much. They didn't develop Morty enough in this one. And they didn't follow through with Rick's emotional arcs until the last part of the season. And that's why I give it a seven and a half out of 10. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think just because I think six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 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 ten. Mm. Like I said, it's not going to redeem the beginning half of this episode. But to me, there are more perfect episodes or you know, near perfect 10 out of 10s than there were in season one. I'm going to give this a slight tick above season one. It's an eight and a half out of 10 for Got me. Okay. So let's, let's recap just our overall season scores. For me, season one was an eight out of 10 for you. Eight out of 10. Season two for me, 10 out of 10. Nine and a half or nine, sorry. Nine. Season three was a nine and a half for both of us, right? Five, nine and a half for both yep. of us. Season four for me was an eight and a half for you was a seven and, seven and a half. And a half. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, either way, it seems like for those of you that haven't watched, hopefully you didn't listen to us drone over <laughs> oh, geez, the whole yeah. time because uh, you got spoilers, but it's a must watch. Yeah. So go back, watch it. And we've got what? June 20th? 20th. June, June 20th. 20th. So 18 days from now, um, because it's past midnight, mm -hmm. uh, we will have Rick and Morty season five. We're both stoked for it. We can't wait. And we'll be here to bring you probably a weekly review of that when it comes back. So stay tuned, guys. Um, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Top of the List. We have great content coming for you. Thanks for those of you who stuck it out to the end, and we'll yep. see you next week. Later, guys.